What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm with Neil Hamilton, AM for Mid and West Wales. Neil, uh, things seem to be on the up. Uh, Boris Johnson is back in office, if that's a positive or not. And uh, the Welsh Assembly is sort of getting back to business, uh, albeit online. Are you confident that people are getting the correct information relating to the coronavirus, specifically the number of infections and deaths in hospitals, care homes and in private residences? Are you, are you briefed on this on a daily basis? Well, no, we're not briefed on it, to be, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm not really getting any more information than you are, and which is publicly available. We have a statement once a week from uh, Mark Drakeford and Vaughan Gessing, um, and the, the Welsh Government obviously has press conferences in between. Mm. But uh, the statistics that we are getting are the same ones as you see on the Public Health Wales website, the Office for National Statistics and so on. And I think the way the statistics have been collected leaves a great deal to be desired. Mm. If, uh, uh, as you know, uh, the, the only deaths that are, have been recorded by the Office of National Statistics have been deaths in hospital, leaving those uh, dying in uh, nursing homes out of the picture. Well, we hear from the news today that there's been a trebling of deaths in nursing homes or, yeah. uh, in, in the last few weeks, quite understandably, because they are the most vulnerable parts of the population. And mm. once an infection gets into a nursing home, lots of people are likely to be affected. So the statistics themselves have not given us the full picture. And on the Public Health Wales website, even between health boards in Wales, mm. the picture looks dramatically different. And in Howell for example, you'd think that coronavirus had hardly hit at all because uh, uh, Public Health Wales is saying that we, we've had 13 deaths for every million people that live in the Howaldar catchment area. Mm. And yet for uh, Anaira in Devon, it's 372 deaths. That's 30 times as many. Well, it's not conceivable that the difference between West Wales and Cardiff is so great. And of course, it, it isn't. It's just that the information which is fed in is not uh, adequate to give us a proper picture of what's going on in the real world. So that and work. that's much to be deplored, I think, because people are trying to model mm. the way this disease is progressing and what its impact on public services might be, for example, are uh, producing false models uh, because they haven't got accurate information to, yeah. to go on. It's a double-edged uh, sword, really, isn't it? Because on the one hand, uh, you, you say, OK, well, it, it, it would be actually... Um you know, giving people confidence, saying, well, oh, look, these the figures are relatively low. And on the other hand, maybe in three or four months' time, we're going to see this massive uh, uh, yeah. announcement spike in the, the percentages because of the very fact that you're saying there we're not getting the, 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 all, all the reports in. No, well, the true picture is, is, is now uh, coming out because uh, the, 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 the deaths which are registered uh, mm. uh, uh, throughout the country uh, are... are uh, being ascribed to coronavirus, mm. and they differ markedly with the information which has been collected by governmental authorities from 
the hospital and other health-related areas. So we will know from the ONS figures, but they are, of course, uh, two or three weeks uh, late because of the time it takes to register deaths and compile the information. So there's a gap then between you know, what's really going on in, in the world and the statistics upon which people who are trying to forecast the future are relying. Mm. Uh, over time, uh, this will become less important because we'll have a bigger backlog of information on which we can base uh, things. But, but given that this is a fast-moving situation and the, the curve of infection and death is already flattening and hopefully uh, will decline uh, as rapidly as it has risen, uh, then you know, we, are, we are not able to use the information to the best effect. Mm. And that's much to be deplored. And I think if, we, if we're going to keep people's confidence in order to get them to continue obeying the lockdown and social distancing and all the rest of it, then we've got to produce accurate information which people can trust and rely on. Because otherwise, if they think that uh, they're being kept indoors unnecessarily, uh, or for too long, then they'll start to, to breach mm. the guidelines and the regulations. And I think there's evidence that that's happening already. Yeah. The, the field hospitals around the world uh, tend to be empty, built at great expense, often in, uh, uh, with a temporary sort of fixing in mind in, in stadiums and so on. Um, yes. do, do you know what the criteria is for admission to these places? I mean, looking, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but do you think we should have been looking at a far more long-term plan, given that this thing might might come back year on year instead of putting them in, you know, 15 million in Swansea for a temporary hospital. I don't know many millions in Llanelli and Carmarthenshire for temporary hospitals in, in rugby stadiums that really want to go back to business as soon as this is over. So that's going to be emptied very quickly. Is this a waste of money, Neil? Well, uh, I suppose we should be thankful that these beds are not being used and that the, the, the health service can cope with the facilities that it's got. Uh, that's, I suppose, a tribute to the lockdown. But yeah. once the lockdown starts to be relaxed, mm. of course, there is a danger that the number of cases will start to, to rise again. Mm. But uh, I can see your point that, of course, this is money down the drain because football stadiums are not going to become part of the health service permanently, are they? No. Uh, uh, so all the, the facilities which have been created there will have to be dismantled. Uh, I, I suppose because of the speed of this crisis coming upon us, uh, and the scale of it, it might be understandable that these temporary uh, measures have been taken. But I think it is certainly a shame that we are, uh, are presumably wasting hundreds of millions of pounds throughout the United Kingdom mm. on facilities which are not going to be used. Uh, but then I suppose it's a kind of insurance policy in a way. But it's a pity that we can't uh, secure any kind of long-term benefit out of this. There must have been other premises which uh, could be used on a smaller scale, uh, which could have remained part of our health service for the future. Mm. You know, there are lots of oh, cottage hospital type of places or maybe nursing homes which could, could have been used in, in this way. Mm. Let's look at the economy then. Donald Trump said the US will see more death by keeping the economy shut down than, than by coronavirus. Um, is that something you concur with? Do you think this is getting desperate now? Are we going to see enormous tax hikes, council tax bill hikes, uh, the economy spiralling downwards to, to a, a huge recession? Should people be worried now about the economy? Yes, I think we should. 
because the scale of the shock to the economy which has been administered uh, deliberately by the government is actually much greater than the Great Depression in the 1930s, proportionately. Mm. Of course, uh, we were a much poorer country uh, getting on for 100 years ago than we are today. But nevertheless, the, the scale of the disruption is going to be easily equal to the stock market crash fallout after 1931. Um, the Office of National Statistics is forecasting that uh, our GDP, national income, is going to fall by a third uh, in the second half of this year. And uh, if the lockdown isn't lifted substantially sometime soon, it's going to lead to a 15% drop in our national income for the whole of next year. And to put that into uh, perspective, in, in, the, in, the, in the 1930s, our GDP fell for six straight quarters, uh, and uh, that's uh, much the same as the financial crisis of 10 years ago. Uh, and it took, in the 30s, four years for our GDP to recover to its previous peak. In the financial crisis of 10 years ago, it took five years. And we've got a shutdown, which is twice as bad as it was in the 1930s and twice as bad as it was 10 years ago. So this could lead to massive disruption in the economy. There are lots of firms which have shut down and will never reopen. Mm. You know, they'll need to have a completely new business model or uh, indeed a completely new business mm. uh, uh, as a result of, of this. Maybe this is just accelerating forces which might have um, uh, happened anyway. Just take the high street for an example. We know that the high street's in crisis and big firms like Debenhams and others uh, have shut their doors. Uh, but uh, this is going to make it even more difficult for the remaining uh, firms on the high street mm. to survive. And the longer this goes on, the more difficult it will be for them to emerge from it yeah. in any kind of shape to continue trading. Yeah. And that has much bigger impacts beyond those firms themselves, because you know, their, their employees uh, spend money in other uh, places on, on other things. The property companies that own the buildings in which these businesses are, are operating will themselves have financing problems, perhaps. So that has implications for the property markets throughout the country. And so many of, of people's uh, principal assets is uh, in, in the bricks and mortar in which they live. Um, so people's feeling of well-being is going to be affected by that as well. So who knows how this is going to play out. It will take years, I think, for us mm. to measure the full effect and, and to recover. In the meantime, the government needs to take some uh, some very drastic measures to relieve the burdens on businesses. The overhead costs that government imposes on things like uh, you know, business rates or uh, employers' national insurance, uh, uh, the stamp duty on, on, uh, on property purchases, all these things, I think, need to be scrapped for the short term in order to make it easier for businesses to survive and get back into shape. Yeah. Let's look at education then. Um yeah. We know that most people now are homeschooling, not really the flavour of the month for the Welsh Assembly. Uh, to yeah. a certain extent, homeschooling, they, they were not, pre not pretty positive about it uh, during the time when education was up and running. Um, yeah. do, are you, are you, do you have any concerns about those people who have been homeschooling for quite some time, who've not had any financial support and maybe off the radar for this now? Are there, are there any benefits that are there? Free school meals, the support. I know that the hub is up and running. A lot of people are being critical about the hub saying it's it's all text it's hard to manipulate yeah. hard to uh, maneuver hard to get any understanding listening to conversations today in Burry 
support from uh, parents talking about what's happening from their schools. They're not happy. They're saying, look, we've just been sent home. This sort of homogenized work for year eight, and that's it. Um, we're not teachers. We don't know what's going on here. I, have you got you know, real concerns about the, the attainment gap widening, given yeah. the time scale that we're going into now for education? Yeah. Well, I'm in favour of people's right to homeschool, if that's what they uh, prefer to do, mm. so long as basic educational standards are maintained, and I think that's perfectly possible to, yeah. to do. I think it's a good thing. I don't think that the state should have a monopoly of the, the education of our children. I think that would be a very bad thing if there was no alternative. And we know from the free school movement I in England what a dramatic success that has been. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we do need to have uh, this form of competition and comparison in order to measure the success or otherwise of our public education system. And as you know, in Wales, we've had the worst uh, education results of any of the home nations of the, the UK uh, going back for many years. Mm -hmm. Things have improved slightly, but we're still at the bottom of uh, all the basic tables on uh, numeracy, literacy, etc. Uh, so uh, there's a lot that needs to be done to improve education in Wales. But I do think that uh, online learning is going to be a very important element in the future. It makes it much easier for people to contract out of the state system if they want to, so long as the materials for teaching kids yeah. uh, are there. And uh, uh, this could open up a golden opportunity, I think, for the future. And parents who want, want to, uh, to take charge of their children's education for themselves, because they may not be satisfied with what they're being taught in school, uh, then uh, I, I'm all for it. Uh, and, uh, uh, but uh, they've got to be adequately supportive. And the thing about the Welsh Government is I think they're not interested in this because they want everything to be homogenised and nationalised. Mm. And I think that would be a very bad thing indeed. Looking then at politics in general, we've seen at the county councils, local authorities, councillors are not there, politicians are sat at home in front of their laptops, having their cups of tea and their apple pie, I'm sure, and eating it. Um, do, do you think uh, this is sort of, to a certain extent, uh, for some people? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. People, their perception will be actually, you know, we don't miss these people. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. They're not as relevant as maybe we, we thought they were. Do you, do you envisage a lot of people coming out after this saying, let's sort of, uh, let's downscale the Welsh government, let's downscale the local authorities, or let's look at a different way of doing politics, maybe a far more localised way in which maybe you know local authorities haven't got so much power over education, and maybe they're, they're a, almost like a United States federal system where there are states and governors to a certain extent that look after that local economy, local yes. education, local health. Do you think that's something we, we could look at? I definitely do think that. Uh, well, I, we've got a Welsh Assembly election uh, next year, and I'm going to be standing in that election on a policy of abolishing the Assembly and devolving powers further down. I, you know, we've got devolution from London to Cardiff, but as far as the rest of Wales outside Cardiff is concerned, mm. uh, we might not have had any change at all. People in North Wales, who are totally remote from the Cardiff-dominated institutions uh, of government, people in West Wales do as well, I think. Uh, you know, we've got a health service which can 
consumes half of the Welsh government budget, which is totally undemocratic. Uh, you know, where, where is the voice of the patient in the health service? Mm. Nowhere. You know, we need to have democratically elected health boards in order to run the health service at a local level and give local priorities the uh, uh, precedence that they deserve. With schools, why should everything be ruled from County Hall and the uh, County Education Department? I think that uh, parents ought to play a much bigger part in governing schools and uh, and, uh, choosing the priorities for the school at a local level. Mm. Yes, there must be minimum standards of, of attainment and that we've got a national curriculum which uh, needs to be maintained, although there's scope for flexibility there as well. But I think that uh, the, the way of the future is to involve real people uh, at local level rather than have the bureaucrats, civil servants and council officers deciding all the major um, policy decisions. Uh, so uh, you know, education is another quarter of Welsh government. So health and education between them, 75% of everything that the Welsh government spends money on uh, and does. When you look at then what's left apart from, from that, it's a rag bag of, of odds and ends. Uh, so we don't really need to have this huge apparatus of, of government in, in Cardiff. Uh, we could do things much better on a more devolved, more flexible basis, get people more involved at a local level, because the more local services are and more localised you can make the decision-taking process, the more involvement you will get from ordinary people on the ground. Mm. Uh, you know, the Welsh government in Cardiff might be as far away as China, as far as most, concern, <laughs> most people are concerned concerned. They don't see it as responsive or flexible. Or, uh, and uh, you know, the Welsh Assembly uh, has hardly touched the nation's consciousness mm. over huge swathes of the population. I mean, it's amazing that half the, the people of Wales, in an opinion poll not so long ago, thought that the health service was still part of the UK government's responsibility. Mm. Well, if after 20 years, well, they haven't even conveyed that basic message over you know, what they spend half their, their, their budget on, I think that's a, a recognition of total failure. Nearly your lone voice in the Welsh Assembly at the moment, UKIP uh, spent to a certain extent with the fact that you've, you've achieved, or sorry, uh, albeit with yeah. uh, other things have, have been achieved in, in Europe and Brexit and so on. So are you going to be running with this new flag, then the abolish the Welsh Assembly? Uh, do you see it as a new party? I, uh, I, I was against uh, devolution in the first place 20 odd years ago uh, yeah, I know. Uh, because I thought it th- threatened the breakup of the United Kingdom, obviously. Yeah. Uh, nationalist and separatist forces, I thought, would uh, have an increased appetite rather than a reduced one uh, by de- devolution. And that is indeed what we've seen in Scotland, less so in, in Wales. But uh, it's also part of my long-term, what you might call libertarian agenda, which is to put how, a power back in the hands of the people mm. and not devolve to an intermediate uh, rung of the ladder with uh, localised bureaucrats taking the main decisions and running things. Why can't people run their own lives? It's our money, after all, that funds all this, taxpayers' money. So why shouldn't we, as we do in the rest of our lives, make these decisions for ourselves? Where, where, does, where does that sit on the sort of p- political, uh, 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 you know, monitor as such? Is, is it left, right? Is it centre? What, what, where, where is this sort of thinking coming from? Well, it's thinking that I've always had all, all my life. You know, back in the 1980s, 
we had a reform of the health service and reform of the education system uh, when I was an MP. We gave more power to parents. Mm -hmm. We devolved power within the health service uh, to uh, regional and, uh, and then district health authorities. Uh, massive changes have been have taken place in the meantime and it's all gone back and, and forth and it's been pretty chaotic but the idea behind the whole thing was to put power back in the hands of those who consume the services whether they be health or education or whatever else the state provides yeah. um, uh, there's no need for a government to get in the way of people taking their own decisions mm. you know, we, we make our own decisions about the rest of our lives the, the kind of uh, house that we want to live in how we run our lives uh, who we work for uh, and and uh, you know, how we bring up our children at home, etc., etc. Uh, most parents are, are perfectly capable of, of making rational decisions about uh, health matters and education matters, uh, and it's only government that gets in the, in the way. So long as we have a, a system of taxation and redistribution of wealth, which means that uh, nobody is deprived of the necessities of life and the government mm. will give them the purchasing power to to buy what they need, or at least to, to, to a basic level, uh, then I see no reason why government should be the... Uh, the, 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 the organization which takes the, the decisions which matter most to people in their homes and in their lives. And that's, that's the vision of society that I've always had. Uh, you know, I grew up in the valleys uh, where Labour ran everything. Uh, and uh, uh, this is the story of South Wales, certainly, for most of my life. But there are cracks in that uh, uh, mirror now, in a, the general election in December, Labour lost all their seats in North Wales, apart from Allen and Deeside, which they retained with a majority of 200. Mm. Even in the Clenetley constituency, where uh, Labour used to weigh the votes rather than count them back in the 1960s when I was a boy, uh, they were reduced to a 5,000 majority over the Tories. I mean, mm. that's inconceivable uh, when I was a kid. And the, the, we got Clyde Cymru and uh, UKIP got 12% of the vote in the last uh, Assembly election. So the political system is is very much more fragmented today than it used to be. And I see this as an opportunity, therefore, to get people to take more control over their own lives and get more involved in the process of decision-making so that it's their money, they should see how it's, uh, how it's spent. Do you think that could relate to the media in Wales as well, then? Because we have a media that uh, we, we, we are told scrutinises government and uh, holds people to account. Do, do, do you think they're playing a game? Do you think the, the, the history, the stories that have been written over the years have sort of weighed in the favour of the powerful and, and, and the great and the good rather than the people you're talking about, the people at the bottom of the pile to a certain extent that uh, maybe yeah, don't well, feel... Well, like I'm afraid, uh, as far as the mainstream media is concerned, you know, we have a monopoly mm. in, in Wales and they don't hold the government to account at all. Uh, they're only interested in trivia uh, and uh, they'll just print whatever Welsh government press releases tell them. Uh, and uh, where there are scandals to be unearthed, you, you won't uh, find them looking uh, with a torchlight, let alone a magnifying glass. It, it's up to you know, uh, local, uh, hyper-local news services to find the stories, or blogs like, I, I don't know if you ever read Jack of the North, yeah, yeah. which is an excellent blog, which really uh, gets to the heart of what's wrong with the Cardiff Bay controlled yeah. physical system that we got in Wales, the jobs for the boys, mm. back scratching mentality, uh, and uh, all the incompetence uh, which uh, uh, produced you know, massive waste of resources 
uh, in, in recent years. Uh, so the real scrutiny is being provided by people who are very under-resourced, uh, and if they had the resources of a major company like NewsQuest, for example, mm. uh, then uh, you know, they would be able to do so much more. But you know, government advertising goes to the big boys, not to the little boys, uh, and that needs to be changed as well. We need to uh, to succour uh, our hyper-local news services. They should get a share of the government advertising revenue as well, and then uh, they could uh, improve their business model and be a more effective scrutineer of, of government, both uh, in Cardiff and, more particularly, uh, our county councils as well. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there have been many uh, things in Carmarthenshire, for example, which I think should have mm -hmm. been investigated, but uh, it was pointless expecting uh, a Cardiff-based news agency to do it. Mm. Do, do you think then, moving forward and looking ahead, that uh, we are going to see things done very differently in all spheres of life, polit politics, in particular, a lot more online? We, we hear this kind of campaign towards cutting down on CO2 emissions and so on. We're seeing, oh. the, we're seeing a lot of positives coming out of this crisis to a certain extent. A a lot of things that are highlighting or super highlighting what could be achieved. So if we look on that side of things, yeah. what are the positives you see going forward? What can be learned from this and what, what can we do? Well, I think, you know, this is a very dark cloud, but there is a silver lining of that kind. I found how easy it is to do video conferencing by Zoom. Yes. Um, everybody seems to be doing this now, and even in the family. You know, we have uh, uh, conferences with family members who are scattered all over the world, mm. uh, and we do this on a regular basis. Uh, the plenary session of the Assembly has happened once a week where we're all sitting at home in our offices, mm. and there we are up on the screen like Celebrity Square. <laughs> if you remember that a quiz program in the 1970s. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got a meeting of the Climate Change Committee, which I'm a member in the Assembly, um, coming up next week as well. For the first time, we'll have a committee session done by this means as well. I've had video conferences with the Howard Health Authority, with the Paris Health Board, with the uh, David Paris Police, mm. um, and, and, and others. And uh, we've, we've managed to operate perfectly adequately in this way. So th this will certainly be a very important addition to the way in which we do business if it isn't going to supplant the traditional methods completely. And I do think that this is going to lead to a completely different business model for lots of, of people mm. who've found that uh, you know, their, their businesses can uh, prosper better without huge quantities of bricks and mortar uh, and so online shopping uh, obviously will have in, uh, have a great impetus as a result of, of this uh, crisis and um, we're, we're even even our, our local village shop is, is, is now uh, acting uh, as a kind of go-between uh, for the things that we would normally go to the supermarket for and mm. fruit and vegetables and fresh food particularly and so I think a whole new market is developing there as well so in a, in a way I think this is a match to be welcomed it could bring more life back to to our our villages um and of course the high street as we've known it is a thing of the past uh, it's not going to go back to what it was mm. so again the centers of our towns and cities will look very different perhaps in 10 years from what they look now but uh, it could end up being much more convenient for people uh, in in due course because 
you can do things much more easily from home and at leisure than you were able to do previously, and it should reduce the costs of operations. Not so that'll eat through into lower prices, hopefully. Not to confuse people, the hope for the future is that we go backwards to go forwards. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great ha- paradox, but there's so much truth in it. Neil Hamilton, um, thank you very much for speaking to Clinetti Online. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. My great pleasure too. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.